Hello and welcome. So, Private Practice Playbook Podcast. Here we go, another episode. So, I have really uh, enjoyed doing these and uh, actually starting to see some of you in person, which is a lot of fun, uh, coming to events and various things. So, that's been uh, a great time. And uh, so, I thought what we would do today, we're you know, I'll, I'll remind you, you know, that um, many years ago, I, I guess now going back 10 years ago, I decided that uh, the Scheduling Institute would have this vision of uh, developing 1,000 doctors who would all net $1 million a year. And I've been noodling around on that quite a bit lately and thinking about how we probably don't talk enough about that and how... Uh, essentially, I just wanted to build a system that would, over time, take any doctor and would be able to teach them how to net a million dollars a year. And, you know, the price of that is that you have to create enormous value in the marketplace. So, in other words, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, they want the money, but they don't want to do the work. And so what's so great about being a private practice doctor is that you get the opportunity to develop value for patients. And, you know, it's so interesting how that really works and how few people understand the formula related to it and how contingent it really is that or how contingent uh, on the fact that you have to actually develop a, a great team. And so today what I would, you know, I'm getting ready. We're actually, uh, I think I've got a, a Zoom call this week with uh, Magic Johnson. He's one of our speakers, uh, uh, one of the greatest basketball players of all time uh, and, and transition in a successful business person. And he's actually coming to our event we're doing in October. And so I'm getting ready to put on uh, a two-day event where we're going to be talking about this idea of, you know, creating a winning culture. And it's kind of interesting that, you know, culture inside your office is the byproduct of having a good team. But more importantly, it's what you do with that team. So, you know, a lot of people have good teams. You know, they're good people per se. I think most people are good people. But it's how the leader develops them and brings the team together and coaches them. And so today, you know, as I think about, you know, I've guided a lot of my clients to sort of beat to this different drum, which is to say, look, we're going to kind of put ourselves second and we're going to build the business around the patient. And, you know, as uh, DSOs come into the marketplace, as private equity comes in the marketplace, I have to be honest, they're pretty horrible at this. <laughs> and, I mean, they talk a good game, but it's like, show me one that's any good, you know. And so, you know, I've had them buy plenty of my practices that we've developed over the years or practices of clients that worked with us. And then normally, quite frankly, they tend to butcher them. So it's, it's fascinating to watch on my end. So I do want to remind you, and today I'm going to talk specifically about, uh, I want to talk about your energy and particularly the energy that is required to be a doctor who's running a private practice or a group of private practices or whatever you might have or however big you want to build it. But I wanted to talk a little bit about this and, 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 and the importance of how 
your energy, and we're going to talk about what's going on, you know, today in the world. But so the reason I'm putting on this big event is because it's about assisting our doctors to have, to help them, you know, really infuse that energy into their team. And that's why I would go out and get these great speakers and, and people like this to present things in a different way. So let's talk a little bit about what we found is that most doctors I've met over the years that I've been doing this, you know, you can almost tell that they didn't become doctors. You know, most people don't say to me, you know, I became a doctor because I wanted to have to get up every day and I wanted to have to motivate people, to encourage people, and I wanted to provide I, – I want to provide them with energy. I want to provide a source where lots of people can kind of plug into me and, you know, get their Tesla charged up, so to speak, or get themselves charged up, obviously, is what I'm talking about. And I, I didn't find that's what most people said they became to be a doctor. They, a lot of people became wanted to become a doctor because they – you know, a lot of times it's because you're good at school. And you thought, yeah, I'll make a living. And then all of a sudden you get out there and you realize, wow, this is a people business. And so – and that's okay. And so I want to talk about that. So when we think about energy as it pertains to you, right now we have uh, people want their team to have more energy. People want their team to be more committed. People want their team not to quit. People want all kinds of things from their team. And a lot of times what we have to figure out is how to – what we have to do that causes that to occur. And so if I take your life, usually doctors have families of some sort. They have teen, you know, so even if you take a typical American family, you know, so we call that four or five people, right? And let's say you're one of them. So there's four more or three more. Okay, that's people. And then if you take it to your extended family, you could be talking about 20. If you have a big family, it could be certainly more. Then if you have a team, and again, I have clients with teams, you know, in the hundreds down to as many as just two or three. And then you take hundreds or sometimes thousands of patients. Uh, you take the doctors that you work with and your friends. And, and essentially, what's so interesting about your need for energy is that if you want it, and then, oh, and then, by the way, don't forget that you are perceived as rich. <laughs> so what's really funny, so a lot of you have these, um, you know, if, if I always try to remind you, and I'll remind you again, if, you know, you were to say to somebody, hey, you meet him, so what do you do? And you say, I'm a doctor. Every single person thinks you're rich. So what I've noticed a lot of doctors do is that, and they're not showy. I mean, some of them, you know, they dress terrible. So it's kind of like, well, you don't look like a doctor. Um, and I have certainly plenty of clients who try to sort of play poor, dress poor. But what they forget is that every patient wants to think the doctor's rich. You know, they sort of prefer to think that way. And then certainly all your family members think you're rich, your team members think you're rich, people in the community think you're rich. So what that is, is actually it's just an extra pressure. You know, it's like, I mean, imagine if they, everyone thought you were rich and then you weren't rich, right? That kind of sucks. And for a lot of doctors, that's actually the truth. Um, and so all of this requires energy. So if I, you know, it's so, it's so interesting. And, and remember, look, a lot of people in this world, look, they don't have patience. So they don't have that pressure, right? They don't have a team. They don't have a payroll to meet, right? They don't have some of these things. Yeah, most people have a family, but good Lord, if you look at the statistics, most people can't even run their family without it being incredibly dysfunctional. 
So what I do want to remind you of is that you do have other demands on you that other people don't have. And they're not going to go away. They just get bigger and bigger and bigger over time. So you say, well, how on earth do I then get okay with this? And so what I wanted to talk about today was what I have learned and what I have seen. And you have to remember, I mean, I've seen this get handled in every way possible, man. I mean, I've seen people come in with no energy, lots of energy, have it, lose it, lose it, have it, get it back. All kinds of different variations of this, you know, and I know what takes it away from them, you know, usually crises. So, uh, you know, and and so when we think, and, and by the way, if we think about the pandemic, the pandemic was the, in, in my opinion, the pandemic will go down as the single greatest energy drain that has ever, ever occurred, at least certainly in our lifetimes. And what I mean by that is that it had this, you know, if you think back, you know, if we map out and we say, okay, 2019, 2020, we're, we're sitting toward the end of 2021. So if you think about the way you were looking at things at the end of 2019, I remember I had a lot of energy. And then, you know, 2020 is like a, kind of a blur. And then was optimistic that 21 would just return to normal. It didn't. We're three quarters in and we're still screwing around with this thing. And and so now we got to be thinking about what's going to happen in 22. So that's why, for instance, in, in late October, I'm doing this event. I'm really glad I'm doing it. I mean, listen, stadiums are full of people, right? You can come to an event, you know, wear a mask, do whatever you need to do. But, it, you know, it's like people want to go, they'll go to a, a concert, they'll go to um, various things. So again, you can come to an event, right? And if you think about that, the event timing is good because it's about really making a great energy play into 22. But if you go back and think about this last two years, man, this last two years was terrible for energy. And what I wanted to just talk about was to make sure that you don't make this mistake of sort of playing low energy. And look, I understand that it occurred, but as a private practice you know, you're a small business owner, right? You own a private practice. You have these demands. I'm here to tell you that if you play low energy, the cost is going to be dramatic and it's not going to be good. And, you know, I've been thinking a lot about it um, and thinking about just the experience and what you see in the marketplace. And right now, a lot of you, you know, you may have lost some good team members. You may be nervous about getting uh, recruiting hygienists if you're a dentist or different doctors. And I'm going to tell you that what really the problem is, is energy. Because the truth about it is it, it's going to end up shaping up that, that 2000, the end of 2021 and 2022 – is actually going to end up in history being one of the greatest times to rebuild a team that may have existed. And the only people that are going to capitalize on that are the people with energy. So, for instance, you know, I, look, I coach a lot of people and, you know, we're, you know, we have a community of people, you know, we've 10 years, we've had the 5X program, which is how to take your practice five times larger. Mm-hmm. And have worked with thousands of people in that program. And so, you know, every six months I have this big batch of clients comes in and we do workshops with them. And and I, I know exactly what they're thinking. You know, so this it's funny. The last one, what everyone's coming in right now and thinking is, 
oh, I can't get people. And, you know, the truth is that's actually not true. The truth is they don't have any capacity to recruit people. Yeah, they lose a person or two. And, yeah, uh, it's more competitive. But the truth is what if you have energy, what you're able to do is you're able to go, no, 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 this is not actually true. <laughs> what is true is I've never had a recruiting capacity. I've never had to have one. I've never thought I needed one. And that is currently being just you know, revealed to me. But when you're low energy, it's so much more fun to walk around and go, I can't find people, I can't find people, and just to exaggerate the problem, make it worse and worse and worse. I mean, it's kind of like a person who doesn't exercise and and they start to gain weight and next thing you know, they're talking about their metabolism and something else and oh, you know. And it's like, well, have you done any, you got any exercise? Well, no, it's not exercise. You don't understand, you know. And then, of course, you know, you... You looked in their trash can, you know, how many McDonald's bags would be in there. And I don't mean that to be, but it, it, energy is anything you put energy into, uh, the correct energy, and we're going to go through this, then, then you get something back out. And so, you know, like right now, it's funny, doctors marching around saying, I can't find good people, I can't find good people. And then saying that to their team is actually just exacerbating the problem. Instead of, oh, okay, well, so for instance, we have offices that have these amazing cultures, and we discovered that they weren't putting any energy into telling uh, potential team members about the story in their office. I mean, you don't want to go head to head. It's like, listen, you go with somebody who's been in my 5X program for, let's say, five years, and you, you know, they start describing their culture. It's this great culture of people. And, you know, so inside of private practice, practitioner offices, there's this widespread. And I'm trying, you know, listen, if you've got a great culture, then talk about it, promote it. And but what's funny, you know, what does that require? Energy. I mean, you know, if I'm too tired to talk about how cool it is to work at your mine or your company, that's a problem. And the truth about the pandemic is that for some people, that's what the pan pandemic has done. I mean, I noticed it. It'd be like, you know, you, you have this really cool thing. But this experience over the last two years just caused people not to be as excited about it. And so what we have to think about, you know, it's interesting, you know, you say, well, what, how do you get energy? Well, one thing you got to do is you got to be excited about the future. And so one of the things that we've got to do is you, we've got to get you excited about your future, and there's lots of different ways to do that. You know, you can map out a plan. You can get in a community of people who are trying to do what you want to do. It's funny. I had a – I just – last week had um, Thursday and Friday a two-day workshop, and there was we had a lot of new people in there. And so fun, man. And they were just like, I love being here. And what they were saying is I just – I dig this energy. <laughs> I don't think they've ever been in a room with 50 doctors that were actually – trying to grow their practices and willing to share ideas and talking about the challenges and talking about the cool things they do. And it was just fun to see them and then to, you know, sort of, 
you know, person after person go best month ever, best collection month ever, you know, like people winning. And so, but, but listen, that's all energy, right? And it, it, it feeds and, and how do I turn a problem into a solution or a problem into an opportunity? Listen, if you don't have any energy, you cannot turn a problem into an opportunity. And so when you think about maybe, think about this, what have you been saying you want? You want your team to step up. Listen, if you're like most doctors, what you're, you're kind of walking around right now going like, what's wrong with my team? What's wrong with my team? Listen, there's not anything wrong with your team. <laughs> That's not it. Yes, you should be able to understand what's going on in the marketplace. Yes, you should understand that we have this uh, people, you know, the idea of greener pastures has been around a long, long time. The question is, can you observe it, right? So that's what's going on. Lots of people, they just want, they don't know what's wrong because they haven't studied it. So they're like, but their energy's down. And they think, well, if I just go somewhere else, maybe I'll get my energy back. Well, that may or may not be true. That would be true if you got all your energy from your employer. Hopefully you guys have some people that came with some energy. So how do I convert I can't find people into this is the greatest time we've ever had at actually going out and finding talented people who are looking for something different? That, that requires energy. So when you think about the problems, right? And then, so think about this. If you have low energy, and let's go through the list of things that occur. A problem comes up, okay? Well, what's the problem with low energy and a problem? Well, it's really easy. I avoid it. I ignore it. Whatever variation of that, I put it off. I don't deal with it, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then it gets worse. And, you know, I won't go into every boring example I can give you about what happens, but it's like anything. Um, I was telling someone the other day, I had this, I, I have had this office and uh, one of the walls was buckling and it was like, it was wood wall. And I remember I was leaving and I had this painting hanging there. And I literally said to myself, I need to pull that painting off the wall because it, it's going to buckle and it's going to fall off. And I didn't do it. And I came back a few weeks later, turned off the wall, kept buckling. The wood buckled. And I didn't realize that it, it the painting wasn't on a, like a string. It was just on two screws. And sure enough, it pushed the painting off the wall, hit the ground, <laughs> and smashed into a chair. <laughs> I mean, it's not good. But I know exactly why it happened, right? Because I didn't take it off the wall. Now, listen— and, and I can't get mad about it because I remember the actual moment. And I don't know that it's really a great story about low energy, but I actually, you know, well, come on. I mean, just pick it up off the wall, right? I had the thought. I didn't execute it. So a lot of times what happens when you have low energy is, you know, you can have all the great thoughts of the things you're going to do. You just never do them, right? It's like a life never lived is actually a life with low energy. Okay, so how? Okay, so let me ask you this: uh, In a terrible situation, one of the most important techniques is to look past the problem and to know that it will go away. So, if you're in the midst of a problem and you have low energy, what's your ability to look past the problem and to keep it together during the storm, so to speak? Right? 
and keep all the attention on when it's going to be gone. Okay. Uh, all right. So, okay. So you've got to essentially sell or communicate to your team about changes you want to make or solutions you want to put in place. And then on that day, you have low energy. Okay. You need to attract talent, but you have low energy. See, I can go through this entire thing and, and there is, it doesn't matter what it is, uh, holding people. Oh, here's one. How about holding people accountable? So we're talking about, these are core principles of running businesses that have never changed and that are, that are leadership oriented and they're required to run a successful business. But what I'm talking about is what happens when you take a human being and that human being has low energy for whatever reason, and then they're, they encounter this situation. And if you play this out over and over and over, okay, so let's say, uh, I mean, I see this all the time. I have this incredible program, you know, that I've 25 years of, you know, we can double or triple your new patients. And it's all you got to do is put some energy into our process about getting your team to do something different. And you'd be surprised how many people are like, well, I can't go. I mean, I've made it so simple. It's incredible. So all you got to do is basically buy it. But then even some people can't even do the, you know, you got to show up for an hour, make two decisions, and then just let us at your team member and don't interfere. And all of a sudden you double your business. And it's like, they don't even have the energy for that. So what, you know, I think about it a lot in the sense of, and, and what this is, is this is no different. This is losing mentally. So, you know, when we talk about energy, we have to talk about um, you have the mental energy. And, you know, I, I tell this sometimes we had Nick Saban come in the last big event we did. Magic Johnson's going to be the one this year. And, you know, he, I was saying, you know, he said, well, he said, I think a lot of teams lose to us before they ever get off the bus. That's mental. So when doctors uh, have low energy, what they don't realize is every, you've lost every situation before you ever even get started. Because And a lot of people, what they like to do is they won't even attempt to fix it. And, and, and that's mental, right? Like that, that, is, that is that you didn't bring mental energy, right? And so it doesn't matter what it is, it's not going to work. And... It's sort of crazy to think, and listen, I, I, there's not another person in your life who's going to call you on this. Like, I, I don't, I don't, listen, I'm here to help you. And if I have to offend you to help you, I'm okay with it. You know, I don't, I don't need your money. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not obligated to you in any way. So I'm just, right. This is a free podcast. So like, I'm not going to buy your crap, right? It's like, you know, I, I you know, your team's not going to rise up to you and say, hey, Dr. Smith, we all want to talk to you. We don't think you're bringing your A game, man. You know, no, no one in your life is going to tell you this most likely but me. It's not your team's job. They're afraid they're going to get fired. They don't know what to say to you. Your spouse doesn't know what to say to you. You probably told them a story about why things can't happen or whatever. It's not like you got that many super successful doctors, you know. It's so horrifying. I saw this thing on practice management. 
and they were interviewing doctors. I think it was an ortho town or something, and they were talking about how doctors get their practice management advice, and only 20% of doctors pay for practice management advice. It's why I didn't want to do a podcast in the first place, but I decided, ah, I'll do it. And and it's like, and, and, they, and they say, well, where do they get it from? They, they ask their colleagues, you know, it's like, oh, good. So it's kind of like, Okay, good. Why why are your phones on your front desk? Oh, yeah, because you couldn't look past the smallest office you've ever worked in, right? I mean, it's the worst idea ever. But so a lot of doctors, the only place you get your advice is whatever some other doctor will tell you for free. And so who's going to tell you you have an energy problem? I mean, they're not. The next one's a physical. So, and normally there's a correlation between the physical energy and the mental energy. And, you know, the truth about physical energy is that, I mean, I could meet you in, and probably in seconds, I would have a feel of your physical energy. And that goes for every patient and every person and da da da. So, so think about, like, I can't necessarily see your mental issues. Sometimes you can look at someone's eyes. Sometimes you can look at the way they behave. And, you know, certainly the minute you open your mouth, I get a feel of your mental energy. Uh, but uh, but physical energy is assessed by the way you walk, the way you talk, um, kind of is there a pep in your step or whatever. And so you actually... See, what's funny, you go, which one is first? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait. I'm waiting for conditions that cause me. See, what a lot of you need to understand is if you want to have conditions to cause you to have more energy, then you got to be in places where people have energy. And that was the, that's the fun part about we bring people into our community and all of a sudden they realize they're like, oh, wow. I mean, I was trying to get this for free. And well, what I was really doing is I was just making it worse and worse and worse and worse. I mean, listen, I, I've, I've developed communities, right? If it's communities of ambitious hygienists or communities of great front desk people or, or communities of doctors who work for other doctors or communities of doctors trying to grow large practices. And, you know, and, and I know that, the, that and, and sometimes they'll leave. And then they'll come back and they're like, wow, you know, I didn't realize how much I missed this. And so if you think about your energy level, if you're waiting for an exterior influence on energy, man, I don't you, listen, you, you're going to have to do something radical. And, and what you're doing is probably not working. So mentally, right? So think about this. Your energy is mental. And I used to always say that a lot of doctors just like to like put their head in the sand. You know, you treat patients for four long days and please understand this. I do understand the job. Don't think for a second that I don't understand this is a hard job. You're on your feet all day. You have demands all day. I get it. <laughs> I mean, that's not the point. The point is, is you have to have, you have to be strong mentally. You have to be strong physically. And then here's the last one. Now, this is really going to get some of you. And I think what happens when you are mentally strong, that means that you're very principle-based, and you are physically strong, which just means that you have conditioned the, your body to at least a level of stamina and physical prowess that is acceptable to do whatever functions you have to do, and you haven't let it you know, become dilapidated. Um, and I think you would agree there's a correlation between the mental and the physical. And 
Um, you know, I think sometimes, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, getting ready for a workshop and I was thinking, okay, if you meet a guy who is just, and it's so funny how we think about this. So like if you met a guy, let's say who had just big, huge arms and looked like they were taking steroids and had a, had a tank top on and, and, you know, you, you. You know, if you're like most people, you know what? You'd probably think, you'd probably think they weren't smart. <laughs> you'd go, I think that person is overcompensating with their muscles. <laughs> you know, they're like overcompensating with physical. And then you can, you can see, right? Then, then you go to this, this little, um, I envision this person with like a tweed jacket on and some glasses and sort of disheveled hair, you know, like this professor. And 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 you sort of see them as a, like they couldn't lift a five pound weight, you know? And uh, so you see this other person and it would be just like they throw around their intellect, you know? And they think they're smarter than everybody. So look, I mean, you got to be careful with this. And I'm not suggesting that this is true. You don't have, you know, but I do think sometimes people do tend to think one will get you through. <laughs> it's not. I mean, you can be as smart as you want, but listen, you got to have both. And when you have both, and then when you think about this, you got to have a purpose, right? So imagine if we take a person with no purpose and doesn't have physical strength and mental strength. So if you can get, if you get mental strength, you get physical strength. You don't have to be a, a weightlifter, okay? That's not the point. Uh, and you can have a little bit of, you know, you can have a little bit of flab on your body and still be strong and physically uh, have some physical energy. You don't have to be 2% body fat. But when you get those two together and then you have a purpose, then you get this thing that's called spirit, right? And, you know, what you really want to be is a person who's got a little bit of spirit behind them, right? So that's why, you know, I was just brought up that, you know, thousand doctors netting a million dollars a year. Listen, I know that I can't pull that off with just my mental prowess or just my physical prowess. I mean, I got to have mental, physical, and spirit all working together, you know, because it takes a lot. And so when, you know, when you think about when you're at your best, you typically have all that working with you. And basically, if, you know, if you were a doctor who owns a practice, I mean, you got to get this down. You, you basically have people, it's like you walk in the office every day and people are staring at you and they need this, they need that. And it goes on for eight hours a day. And so I used to, uh, one of my mentors used to call it, he said, you know, everybody's walking around, I want to put their umbilical cord into you. And I know that's not what they're doing, but the, the inference is that it extracts energy from you. And so imagine if a doctor walks into their office in the morning and they're low energy. Um, and again, you know, the best thing to probably think about is, you know, your gas tank in your car or your uh, the power on your cell phone, right? I mean, you know, you start getting down and then it turns red. And, you know, when, when your phone goes from red to dead, you can't make a call. And what's so crazy about most humans, and I want to invite you to realize this, 
is that you need to have a little bit of an energy meter. And most people have never thought about this. I, like I have a meter. Does that make sense? And I'm very cognizant of the meter. It is not like my phone. It doesn't warn me with red, but it warns me with other things. And I know the, I know the biochemistry of what's happening. And I know that I know when my energy is dropped and I know what I need to stay away from for the most part. And I know I need to refill it. And the key is never let it, never letting it get too low. And many doctors just don't, you know, take the time to fully respect that. Listen, this is a draining profession. If you're going to treat patients, you have a small practice and you're going to treat patients four days a week or four and a half days a week. Listen, by the end of the week, you're going to be drained. And therefore, that's, a, that's, prob- that's problematic. And then every problem you encounter, instead of fixing it, handling it, whatever, just again, imagine the problem and who it meets. One dude, gal, physical, mental energy, and a little spirit, right? Problem occurs. What, what happens? Another one, no physical energy, mentally not <laughs> mentally no mental energy clearly no 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 spirit with them right i mean so see your your situation is not unique the way you and the way you might look at it isn't unique and listen if you got if you got some of this then man we amp this up really great things start to happen and what's also funny is you're getting older. So, you know, you do have to understand, you know, if you go into practice, a typical doctor or whatever, you know, you go into practice in your tw- late 20s, your 30s, and then all of a sudden you get into your 50s, your 60s, uh, there is a physical issue with energy, energy dropping. And so that just means that the work to keep it up is that much more. So you got to think about the people in your life, the places you go and the things you do. And you got to start scrubbing them and figuring out what's giving me energy, what's not. And there's this entire, you know, I think that doctors create communities. And I'll never forget one time I was playing tennis with, uh, I think it was mixed doubles. And I was talking to, I knew this lady and uh, this woman, and I knew her husband was a doctor, and for sort of a reason, she and I were talking. I think we were watching her kids play tennis or something, and she was asking me what I do, and I told her, and, you know, her husband was a dentist, and she proceeded to tell me a bunch of things about him. And I was like, oh, wow, that was great. And I could tell that he had told her some things. And they were like about the economy and all these things. And and I kept my mouth shut and I just kept listening. And I was like, man, he has scripted her. And so what I want you to understand, and I want you, I'll leave you on this note. I want you really to think about your community. And what I mean by that is what he had done is he had convinced and told his wife this story about why the practice wasn't particularly successful. And like any good spouse or partner, whatever it might be, she then accepted what he said as the truth and then never put pressure on him to do anything differently. And and sometimes it's so you can go play golf on that day. Sometimes it's whatever. But then you look around and you think about your friends and you go, okay, well, am I hanging around with people who are pushing me? You know, and it's so crazy, you know, when – I've coached people for a long time, but 
we've been doing 5x for 10 years and so that's probably the biggest impact and and it's so crazy that when a doctor commits to bring an energy how it's not just their practice that gets better their marriage gets better the relationship with their kids get better you know there's nothing you could do for a kid that would be better than being engaged as a parent like i mean it's so funny uh, when I think back about like all the impacts I've made on people, and I think about uh, a mother uh, who who's a, who's a practitioner who is like becomes this sort of you know she's wickedly good at the practice and wickedly good at being a mother and wickedly good at being a wife or whatever she wanted, you know, and then same thing with a man, and the effect of what it's like for a kid to see their grown parent have mental strength, physical strength, and a little bit of, little bit of spirit, <laughs> you know, like it is cool because the other is so sad. And so you really want to kind of take inventory of the people you hang around with, you know, and, and, you know, if you do think about it, uh, you know, you know, the one in the 99, it's really crazy how few people stop and think and go, you know, like if I said to you, like, well, how many friends do you have that are in the top 1% of income earners? And you say, well, I don't have any. Well, that means then you guys may actually make a little community. And in your community, certain things are acceptable. So for instance, you know, it's kind of like a college campus, right? I mean, what's acceptable? Is public drunkenness acceptable on a college campus? I'm pretty sure yes. <laughs> I mean, is inappropriate behavior acceptable on a college campus? Uh, yes. I mean, you get what I'm saying? Like, and again, then the idea is if you get a job, then some of those behaviors would not be acceptable, right? You can't do those things. Um, and little communities have, I mean, you know, it's funny, like you think about it, even you go to a football game or something and you know, and people wear one team wears their jersey, one fan wears a jersey, and like somebody, I got to go to an Eagles game because my fan, my clients have told me like you go to an Eagles game and they say you'll get beat up, and so we'll invite people to a Falcons game and they'll bring their family and they're like, okay, we don't understand what's going on, and I was like, well, what is it? And they're like, I'm wearing an Eagles jersey and I'm in your stadium and I didn't get beat up, <laughs> and I was like, well, we don't do that in the South, so it do it doesn't work that way. But it's that's what I mean by a different community, right? So, so I think it's important for you to think about, um, and that's why you know, hey, listen, uh, so do something different, right? Call our office, uh, say, hey, I want to come to one of your events. Hey, I want to come, I want to come listen to Jay for a couple of days. Um, hey, I want to, I want to go to that event you're doing, and and look at the people and talk to the people. I mean, you can interview them if you want. I don't care. Uh, maybe come do a, a day with us, a planning day. Say, you know, I want to, I want to experience something, because what's crazy is I can't help you if you stay in the community you're in, because that's the community that helps you. And, you know, what I one of the things I've learned about a lot of doctors is, you know, and I don't mean this in the wrong way, but you need to not expect your spouse to help you with this. That's just so unfair, you know. I, I mean, I. Over the years, I had so many clients come to me and that I would – I like to meet their spouses and 
And, um, I mean, you could just see the burden on the spouse, you know, it's like, oh, they know money's not the way it should be. And it's like, they don't know how to fix it. So then they do a bunch of things, try to help out like they should, but it doesn't work. And, uh, so are you building a community of people who will not tell you the truth or don't have the ability to tell you the truth? I mean, and I, you kind of see why people do it. It's like more pleasant that way. And, um, you know, like, I, I'll just be honest, I'm not that person, right? We, 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 what we do is about telling doctors the truth. And that's why I don't have corporate sponsors. I don't want to tell, I don't want them to tell me what I can and can't say. But listen, if you want to up your practice, you got to up the places and the people and you got to, you got to, you got to work on yourself. And the greatest investment has always been an investment in yourself. And what that is, is that's getting you around people, places, and things. And so, listen, we have built an enormous community of doctors who are growing their practice. And, you know, the fact that you wouldn't put yourself or allow yourself to be exposed to that is sort of indicative to the way you probably uh, really want to have a community that um, isn't pushing you. And possibly it could just have, you know, negative effects over and over and over again. So take take a little inventory of it, you know? Take a little inventory. And, 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 you know, I always tell people that the human brain has an unlimited capacity to deceive, uh, particularly when it comes to you about yourself. And so do like a sober assessment, right? Go down the deal. Are you, uh, are you, where are you supposed to be getting fed from? And by the way, just as a side note, you know, um, Leaders, good leaders, which we have to be when we own a practice, have to become good followers. And that's the hardest part, particularly for the guys. Women tend to be a little better about this, but your ego gets in the way. And when your ego gets in the way, then you're in trouble. So imagine a person with low physical energy, low mental energy, and then an ego. Ugh. I mean, and this is like a trap. And how you bust out of it is you get around people who inspire you, who challenge you, who don't believe sort of your BS, right? I mean, they don't believe your story. So it's kind of like, I mean, imagine I have 50 clients that are all like, oh, we can't get people. And I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> Yo, it's just being revealed. You don't know how to recruit people. Let me show you how to recruit people. You show them how to recruit people. They come back the next meeting. They're like, wow, you were right. I mean, I literally had people in the room who had been to one of our university courses on recruiting, and, you know, they were talking about just having five new great team members. Well, the difference between the ones that couldn't find them and the ones that could were that they, they were willing to put their team member in a place to learn the thing the team member needed to learn, that they couldn't provide them. You cannot provide your team everything they need, period. So imagine a doctor with low energy trying to suggest, and by the way, if you're, I know the truth about all team training, and I'm here to tell you that your training is not sufficient. <laughs> and you don't have to believe me. And I, I mean, and, but imagine a person with low energy thinking that they are going to have the energy to train the team members. And what's going to happen if you lose some team members that are trained, you bring in people that are untrained, that's just going to extract more energy. So developing systems about this are very important. 
Okay. Hey, listen, that's enough for today. I hope you will take this. And why don't you do a little seven-day experiment, right? Every day you walk in the office, every day you walk out of the office, just kind of ask yourself, what was I today? Did I fill these people up? Did I hide from these people? What happened today? When I walk home, what, what, what am I doing? Am I, hey, am I saying, hey, let's schedule a vacation? Am I saying, hey, let's do this? Or am I going, I got to go take a nap, <laughs> right? I mean, really look at your energy in every situation and then observe all the people around you and go like, where's the one with the most energy, right? What are they doing? What are they doing? Look at your team and ask yourself this question. You think it's possible? I heard a statistic that was kind of horrifying the other day. That the average adult, so here's the question. How many questions a day does the average adult ask? So think about that for a minute. And then think about this. How many questions a day does a young child ask? And so here's the stats. It's horrifying. The average adult only asks six questions a day. That's terrible. But you get a three, four-year-old kid who can talk, 300 questions a day. Daddy, why'd you do that? Daddy, what is that? Daddy, where are you going? Daddy, why'd you put that there? Daddy, would you do this? Daddy, can I touch this? Daddy, can I eat this? This goes on and on and on and on, right? And so imagine that, that you get to a point and so again, you need to ask yourself some questions. Is it possible that you are not hanging around the right people? Is it possible that you don't spend enough money on yourself? Is it possible that you shouldn't get free help? You should pay for help. Is it possible that if I paid for help, I would take it more seriously? Is it possible if I brought more energy to the office, would I actually get better plans? Would I actually get new solutions? Is it possible that your practice is a mirrored reflection of your mental attitude? Is it possible that you don't look strong? Is it possible you look weak? Is it possible that you're not mentally capable of handling everything that comes at you? Is it possible that you're hiding? and you don't think you're hiding? Is it possible that your computer is, you're hiding behind your computer? Is it possible that you lied to your spouse about the truth of your practice? See, I mean, how fascinating is this? Ah, and behind any one of those questions, if you just open your mind up and say, I don't know, I'm gonna check it out. There could be an entire different world waiting for you. Somebody had a plan for your life and it wasn't to, for your life not to be great. It was for it to be great. You just got to ask the right questions to figure out how to tap into it. So listen, until next time, what might happen if you called my office and came to something, right? What if something really great happened? See, these are all the questions we've got to ask. Six a day. Kid asks 300 questions, and then we just say, stop, 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 stop. So let's get curious about what it takes to get the energy level up in your practice, and let's go do it. And let's not believe this garbage. Oh, 
all practices are going to be part of large group practices. You can't survive. What if that's a scam? What if that's a sales technique to try to screw with you mentally so you don't even try? Young kids are coming out of school being brainwashed not to open up their own practices. What if that's all just a bunch of garbage that they're having to say so that you'll do something that they want you to do? What if it turns Turns out that private equity really doesn't care about you and their sales pitch that they crafted in order to borrow money was that if we tell every doctor we can do it better from them and then they'll believe it <laughs> and they sit around and laugh and probably smoke their big cigars and joke about how stupid you are. What if this person who you think is your friend is actually your mortal enemy and what if they really don't care about you and what if everything you've heard about running a practice is not actually true? But what if there's a thing called propaganda? Hmm. Wow. Questions. Questions. All right, I'm out of here. See you soon. Bye. Ready to ask questions? Call Jay's team today at 770-518-7575. How can you get connected with Jay's community of doctors who are growing their businesses? How can you become a better leader? How can you fix your energy problem? How do you create a winning culture in your practice? How do you become excited about the future? Are you curious? Call us today, 770-518-7575.